Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Quick one-hour show today uh, before I head down to M Resort Casino and Spa for the pregame show. That hits at 3.15 today. Should be a great crowd. Come on out to the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Say hello to myself and Eric Allen and our team down there, and we will be excited to see you as we get a chance to see if the Raiders could have sole possession, sole possession of first place in the AFC West. A lot on the line. A lot on the line tonight in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Should be a home game for the Raiders. I have actual information on ticket movement for that game coming up here in a little bit. So start dialing now. I only got an hour. I'm going to give away two $50 Grimaldi gift cards. Best pizza I've ever had. I'm from New York. I've had great pizza my whole life. Grimaldi's is the best pizza I've ever had under the Brooklyn Bridge, the original Grimaldi's, and they nailed it out here with five locations in the Valley. I'll give those uh, gift cards away to any caller that wows me. I'm into being wowed by callers, not question and answer. JT, I have a question. What do you, none of that. Just come in and sound off like you got a pair. Rip it. Like when I'm golfing and I don't hit it as far as, the, as Bryson DeChambeau, but I like to grip it and try to rip it. Try to rip a phone call in because we got a flagship station that they're listening to in L.A. today. And I know that to be true. So they're listening to this show in L.A. as they pregame and get ready in the parking lot, got the text from Gorilla Rilla and my friends out there. Where are you, JT? How come you're not here? I'm always there, always there for this game, but I'm back holding down the fort at M at the Remy Martin Bar in the back. A couple of beverages and the post-game show tonight after it. So it's a long night. I'm off of Sirius XM on Monday night, and I'm with the Raider Nation all day as we are brought to you by Golden Entertainment. Now, you know they own the Strat. And at the top of the strap, they have the Sky High Happy Hour at 108 Drinks Lounge on the 108th floor, Monday to Thursday, 3 to 7 p.m., two-for-one cocktails and two-for-one Sky Pod admission during happy hour. Worth it to just go to the strat, get in the elevator, and go to the top. Also, they have PT's Wings and Sports. That's open till 10 p.m. Sunday to Thursday and 11 o'clock Friday to Saturday. Great spot for watching the Raiders and VGK. And they got a brand-new entertainment lineup that you can see at thestrat.com. A really good entertainment lineup throughout the property at thestrat.com. They also own Arizona Charlie's. An all-new PT's Express at both Decatur and Boulder locations featuring the signature PT's menu. And remember, they own Laughlin Entertainment. How about this for a lineup? Kid Rock, October 16th. Toby Keith, October 23rd. Dwight Yoakam, November 6th. And Darius Rucker, November 13th. Laughlin Entertainment, all under the umbrella of Golden Entertainment. They fuel the monologue with 60-plus PT's here in the Valley. All right, this is a very, very dangerous week in the Raider Nation. It's dangerous. You got a Monday game and a Sunday game in one week. A short week, fortunately no big travel, and you get the Chargers and the Bears in six days. Back-to-back, belly-to-belly. Look, I told you when the season opened, I was good with a split. I was good with one and one with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I, I was fine with that. They went to 2-0. and 
And it was a celebration in the Raider Nation. Everybody going crazy, 2-0, which is great. Then 3-0 against the Dolphins in a gut-wrenching overtime game that went to the end of overtime. So I got Raider fans telling me they want to win both games this week. They want to win Monday and Sunday. Of course I want that to happen. I expect it to happen. But look, you know, you got two games in six days. You better be ready. This is a dangerous week to protect Derek Carr. That is the focus of the hour. Protect him. You got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack in six days. Both pinning their ears back, going up against an average offensive line. Average because either guys are hurt. There's no Denzel good for the year. Richie Incognito never plays. There's no Rodney Hudson. Gabe Jackson is gone. This is an average offensive line that fortunately can play better than their ability. Tom Cable can get more out of backups and guys starting that traditionally wouldn't be starting than any coach in the league on the offensive line. We'd all agree. Be careful. Be careful. Bosa and Mack, both looking to take out Carr. So I want the ball out quickly. I think the running game is going to be really important, stopping the run. And I'm very, very, very concerned. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at about a 9 tonight, concerned with Justin Herbert, who was the best quarterback I saw live last year, including Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. Let that sink in. I was in the building. You were not. I was there. And Herbert impressed me more than any of them. Just me. And Herbert's coming tonight, and he's coming big, and he's going to attack. And the Raiders got to put his ass down in the first 15 plays the way Al Davis would want it and the way Mark Davis wants it. The quarterback must go down hard. Someone's got to come off the edge and plant him into the ground. And it could be Yannick Ngakwe, who it should be by now. He's my guy. That's the guy I told you was coming before anybody else. I had that first. I need this guy to show up. And obviously, Mad Max. Mad Max has the ability to do that. And what's good about Mad Max, similar to Bosa, his production number is better than Bosa, I believe. So they got to worry about Max and Ngakwe and double-team them. So that's the big issue. And will Josh Jacobs play? This has been going on since Monday of last week and all week and the week before. Let's go back to Saturday and Coach Gruden's press conference on the status of Josh Jacobs. Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're going to list him as questionable. We'll run him around game day and see how he feels. We are still getting Peyton Barber the reps that he needs to learn our offense. He just got here. We're working Jalen Richard back. He hasn't practiced since the first part of August, and we're working Jacobs back in. So uh, I would think right now he's very questionable, and we'll let you, let's have to let you know on, on Monday night. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. I'm going to be there with Eric Allen. We're going to get the list. It's going to come from the Raiders. The inactives, and we'll see. I would like to see him play. But if you had to sit him out and have him ready for the Bears when Montgomery's going to be running the ball and the Raiders are going to be able to run it, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I don't know when people should play or not. I just know for a fact that Josh Jacobs was bubble-wrapped in the preseason to play football for this team. Okay, Josh Jacobs was bubble-wrapped, put on hold. He worked his ass off. He lifted weights. He showed up at all the practices. He was great. And he did not play in the preseason, and he's not available in the regular season. Is he available tonight? I would hope so. If he's not available, then Coach Gruden will tell us about that, and we'll have that list coming from one of the insiders, Vinny Bonsignor, Paul Gutierrez, Vic Tafer, 
any of the ones, Deshaun Reed, who were there, and we'll have information hopefully before game time. Like to see Josh able to go, but I think the key is Josh long-term being able to go and being at 100%. I don't know why this running back isn't at 100%. He's not at 100% late in the season. He's not available early this season. He's not 100%. I'm not knocking him for it. If you're injured, you can't play. You can play through an injury, but only if it's a priority. It's a playoff game. It's a must-win. This feels like a must-win, but not enough to further potentially damage this season for Josh Jacobs. And Barber played well, and they have depth at running back. And they don't have a great offensive line. So this is a game where Josh Jacobs can come in and maybe on his own really get an extra three or four yards and get a six-yard gain out of a one-yard game. And we'll see. So I'm, very con- I'm, I'm not concerned. I'm interested to see what happens with Josh Jacobs tonight. I'm the only guy on the radio talking about this that I've heard. There's two games in six days. Pick your poison. You want them both. You want to win them both. Of course you do. This is a dangerous week for the Raiders. They're 3-0. and The media hype is finally there after these frauds in the media, most of them based in L.A., mocked the Raiders. They said the Rams are great. You see the Rams get their ass kicked by Kyler Murray. And the Chargers are paying their way to get on broadcast radio and TV in Los Angeles. So the Raiders, you know, you want respect. You want all this respect. Go earn it tonight. So here's the big update. This is also facts. I deal in facts. The the reports are in the secondary market. The analytics prove that the Raiders have about 72 to 73% of the tickets for tonight in the secondary market. Someone told me high up in the ticket world, why would a Charger fan want to go to this game to get yelled at by Raider fans? That was the quote. I got guys in the ticket business. I love the ticket industry for concerts, mostly concerts and football. So I called one of my guys who's really high up in L.A. I said, what are you hearing? He said, Raider fans are buying all these tickets. Why wouldn't they? Why would Charger fans want to put up with the Raider fans tonight? Heckling them and just being a pain, a thorn in their side. I said, yeah, I get it. Why go? You sit this one out if you're a Charger fan. Try to make some money back from the Raider fans. Something we'd like to avoid in Las Vegas where everybody's talking about Raider fans selling their tickets on the secondary market, which could happen. You know, you can do whatever you want. I mean, these tickets cost a lot of money. Some people are selling a game to pay for four games and do whatever they want to do. But I see a lot more Raider fans than even I expected so far in the two games. Baltimore didn't travel well. They didn't. It's a pandemic. It's a pandemic going on. It's a pain in the ass to travel coast to coast. How many Dolphin fans did you see? I saw a number of Dolphin fans. I didn't see an overwhelming concern, at least not in my section. I saw all silver and black. And now Raider fans are going to take over SoFi tonight. It should look incredible on television. That's what I told my dad, who I talk to every day in New York. I said, Dad, put this on tonight. Make sure you catch the open because it it should look amazing if, if the Raider fans black it out like the late Rob Rivera who just passed away and the Raiders paid tribute to him. Black Hole Rob always told me, JT, tell everybody to wear black. Wear black. Don't wear white. Okay, don't wear glitz and glamour. Wear black in the home stadium and on the road. And I think we're going to see that tonight. I think it's going to look great. So I got room to get you up here for about another hour that I'm heading over. From deep Summerlin into deep Henderson. No helicopter, no private jet. I'm going to drive it on my own. I'm going to get out to M, and I'm going to have a great time tonight. Great time tonight. Can't wait. I hope it's a late post-game show. We take a lot of great calls. 
because that's the front line. The, the favorite thing I do with the three or four jobs I have is the Raiders pre- and post-game show because it connects me to an NFL team, and it's an NFL broadcast. I love the pre-game show with Eric Allen, and I love the post-game show because that's when the phone calls are really raw, really emotional after a win or a loss. That's when guys and gals come at you hard. And hopefully tonight, I don't think this is a shock if the Raiders win. I mean, the Chargers are a three-point favorite at home. You get three for being at home. It's a pick em game. But a lot of people are picking the Chargers, a ton. Sharp money, all these survivor pools, everybody's picking the Chargers. You knew that before the season started. Go get Herbert. Herbert, and Derek Carr was the AFC Offensive Player of the Month, not Justin Herbert. It was Derek Carr. So Derek Carr should come in with a pretty big chip, I would think, on his shoulder to come in there and try to pull this off. So let's hear from you. We're giving away two $50 Grimaldi gift cards. Uh, we'll be giving them away all season. If you're a local, got to be a local caller in Vegas, though, to go to Grimaldi's here and get the gift card. 702-365-9200. Give me the key to the victory. What do you expect to be the key to the victory? I'll give you mine here at the bottom of the hour. No nervous. There's no nervous stuff anymore. I'm not nervous. I'm not scared. I'm not worried for the Raider Nation. These are grown-ass men who play their ass off. They're fine. But I did open the show telling you that this is a very dangerous week because by Sunday you want to get out of this thing either 5-0 and or 4-1. and Do we all agree with that? By, by Sunday night you want the Raiders at 5-0 and or 4-1. and The other option is 3-2. and That cannot be an option. That takes the whole season and it brings it right back to the pack. The Raiders' best-case scenario could be 5-0 and by Sunday. It's already Monday. Or they'll be sitting there, I think, at 4-1, and one, potentially. Or there's a worst-case scenario. We're not talking about this year because this year has been a best-case scenario. These overtime games are incredible, exciting, and they're winning these games. But there's two guys that concern me, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, because they need a double team. And when you, when you need a double team, that means you're concentrating on one player and you're taking one less player out of your offensive game plan and leaving him in to block. And I, I think this is a big Ruggs game because Ruggs is either going to do one of two things. He's either going to catch a couple of deep balls or he's going to be the greatest decoy that we've seen since Cliff Branch. And Cliff wasn't a decoy. Cliff made plays, but Ruggs tonight has to run the go route down the sideline and bring Derwin James with him. That's my really big takeaway that I tweeted this morning. Have Ruggs go deep, and then Carr would have to get rid of the ball quickly. He doesn't have time for Ruggs to get 25, 30 yards down. He's got to let the ball go early, and if he doesn't, hopefully Derwin James is going towards Ruggs because Ruggs beats the corner, and James comes over to help out, and then that leaves Waller, who is sliding across the middle of the field, catching a ball, running away from Derwin James, and we got a 30-yard gain. Or third and Renfro. How about, forget about third and Renfro. Renfro. How about first and Renfro? Second and Renfro. He could be the running game tonight. Little three, four, five dink and dunks that turn into 11. Nine yards. I think he has to play a really big game tonight. But I think the most important key to the game is the tackling. Is the tackling of Wright, Littleton, the linebackers, Perryman, have to tackle. Because once these guys like Williams and Keenan Allen break a tackle, they're gone. And it takes two people to bring them down because they're super big and elite and fast. 
So the tackling has to be exceptional by Casey Hayward and Trayvon Mullen. If they get beat, they got to be able to get these guys on the ground quickly. Yards after catch, Yak is big with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. So your opinion on the game tonight, I'm fired up. Hopefully the Raiders play a great game because John Gruden has said they haven't played a great game yet. They haven't. They've had a couple of flawed games. Both home games, they've been down 14 nothing early. You can't go down 14 nothing to Justin Herbert. you got to keep this game manageable by halftime, and I think they'll be able to do it. Let's start off with Mark and Henderson previewing Monday Night Football. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, JT. Greatest monologue uh, all time, man. That was fantastic, man. You're, you're awesome in your monologues, man. Keep, keep it up, man. Great Appreciate job. It. Hey, keys of the game, man. I, I, I definitely think when you look at that Pittsburgh game, it's the defense setting the tone early and often during, during the first quarter. That's going to set the tone for the Raiders to uh, get this uh, victory. It's a big, huge AFC game. It's not only AFC in our division. It's the AFC division game, too. So, if we get the 4-0, we got four wins in the AFC, man. Yeah. That is fantastic. That's going to put us uh, ahead of everybody. And we could, you know, cruise during the season. Not cruise, but, you know, make sure we play a great game. We need Josh Jacobs tonight. I, I really believe that car extending plays tonight is going to be the key. The ultimate key, because the offensive line is still average. we got to pick it up. But extending plays for Derek Carr is going to be the key. And if it's a shootout, we just got to get a turnover at the end, make a big play, and, uh, and win this game, JT. I really believe we're going to win this game. We're going to have 70% Raider fans. And let's go Raiders, baby. Raiders! Appreciate the call. You know, I, I like to shoot out in a game like this because I think Carr has the weapons to win in a shootout. I really do, with Waller and Renfro and Ruggs and Foster Moreau and the ability for guys, Zay Jones. I I think the Raiders are good in a shootout. The only problem is the offensive line is not completely healthy, and you're asking the offensive line to pass block the entire night in a shootout against Bosa and the rest rest of this defensive line for the Chargers. Chargers have been terrible this year against the run. We'll spend a lot of time on that in the pregame show tonight with Eric Allen. The Chargers are really struggling against the run. So I wonder if John Gruden looks at that and says, you know, those numbers there against the run are so significantly bad against the Chargers, I think I can run the ball. And he decides that he wants to run it a bunch. And if he wants to do that, I don't know. I I don't like handing the ball up the middle for one yard. I don't want to see any of that. Run with a purpose. If you're going to run, run with a purpose. Run hard. And run hard on the outside and try to get a big play or two. And we'll see if that plays out here. But the Chargers defense in general is a defense that I think has been exposed a little bit. And they want to get in a shootout. This is a team that wants to get in a shootout, the Chargers, because they got Herbert. Just like like the Chiefs have Mahomes. And when you have Mahomes or Herbert or Carr, you know you can win in a shootout. No team is worse in football. No one's even close to them than the Los Angeles Chargers through three games. They've already given up 1,115 yards. That's a You look at the number here of total yards they've given up, which is incredible, but total rushing yards through three games, 510. That averages out to 170 yards a game they're giving up. Buccaneers are first at 47. Saints at 66, the Browns at 66, the Bills, 68, all the way down at the bottom, 170 for the Chargers. 
Raiders are giving up 120 yards a game. That's a 50-yard differential. And you don't think Gruden's going to look at that number and pound the rock? How could you not? I mean, they're begging you to run the ball. Their stats are awful. It's an awful stat for the Chargers. Why wouldn't you give it a shot and run the ball a little bit heavy in this game tonight? Question becomes, do you have Josh Jacobs, as we'll find out? Joey in Fresno, where Carr played college. Hello, Joey. Hey, what's up, JT? Me and my, hey, uh, me and my 11-year-old, we're, we're headed up to L.A. right now. We're uh, going to black out this stadium tonight. Uh, we're, uh, key, two keys to victory tonight are, are our secondary. Uh, I, I got all respect for uh, their, their receivers and uh, Chargers receivers. They're, they're great. But we need our secondary to play great tonight, our secondary to play great tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we need to pound the rock. We need to pound the rock tonight. We need to control the ball like we did with versus Kansas City last season. We need to control mm-hmm. the time possession. Um, DC's playing great. I, I, I like how he's playing with throwing the ball around for three games. But tonight, we need to control the rock. Pass when we need to, run the rock. That's, that's our two. Yeah, that's pretty much how I see it. Thanks for the call. I think protecting cars is the biggest priority. As I said, Bosa and Mack are both on the agenda for Carr. Those are two elite pass rushers, so you got to make sure you got help on those players. Bosa will line up on either side, so will Mack. They'll move it around. They'll keep you honest there. you got to protect them. Leatherwood, Colton Miller, those on the edge have got to play well. They have to play well. And you got, you got to play well in every game. Anybody can hurt a quarterback. You could be a rookie. You could be a guy off the bench. When you have these elite pass rushers that are coming for you, that's part of the game plan. When I interviewed Coach Gruden on Friday, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Bosa and Derwin James. And Derwin James is a nasty player. You better have your head on a swivel. He'll come. Tra- he'll take your head off. He'll take your head off. And he's finally healthy. And you want to see teams at full strength. You want to beat a team with Derwin James out there. The last couple of times, Derwin James has been hurt. Now you get him ready to come. He wants to be a part of this rivalry, just like Jonathan Abram and the safeties that the Raiders have. Trayvon Merrick. How do you think Trayvon Merrick slept last night in L.A.? When they knocked on his room for bed check, I bet you Trayvon Merrick had his laptop open, his tablet, and he was looking at Justin Herbert throwing downfield because Merrick was brought in to be the guy to stop that. He's got to stop that. He's got to knock some balls down in this game. Ivan in Oakland. Hardcore Raider Nation. Go ahead, Ivan. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Some of the guys have taken my point. But uh, from a coach's perspective, because I coach football, the mm-hmm. best way to stop a pass rush, especially to protect that O-line, would be, like you said, to run the football in a quick pass game. One, two, throw. One, two, throw. One, two, throw. Then run the ball. One, two, throw. Then run the ball. What that's going to do, they're going to get tired of of a defensive line getting off and they're not getting there. Then they're gonna, Once they get tired, then maybe you can take a few seconds more back to look for a pass. But you're going to have to tire out that uh, defensive line some, not only to protect Carr, but to slow down the rush. And I wouldn't be, like I said, to avoid a shootout because, I mean, I'm with you. This is the most dangerous quarterback you'll see, even more so than Mahomes. Yeah. Okay, because he's tall, he's big, he's fast. I mean, he'll hurt you with his legs just like he will with his arm. He's extremely dangerous and, a, and a, maybe a legend in the making. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. Well, Thanks for the call. He is. He's a hell of a player, and he could have ended up in Miami. Miami's really knocking themselves for taking Tua when he was right there. 
And he's big, he's strong, he's tall, he can make every throw, and he's really good outside the pocket. But Derek's outplaying him this year. And this is why this whole conversation about how great is Derek. Justin Herbert, I, I, I could guarantee you, is going to be elite. But he should not be called elite now. He's in year two. He's not elite yet. I mean, Carr's playing as more of an elite quarterback this year than Herbert. But Herbert's going to become an elite quarterback in year three or year four and probably stay that way through year 17 or 18. Everybody can see that coming. And the Raiders are going to have their hands full with him as long as he's in the division. If he stays in L.A., you know how much money they're going to offer him to stay in L.A.? He's the only chance that the franchise has to sell tickets. You've heard me talk about that at length. The one thing that the Chargers have in a market that no one notices them, no one cares, no one cares about the Chargers. You'll see that tonight with all the Raider fans there. The one guy that could save the franchise is Justin Herbert. He's off to a better start than Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman. Fact, not fiction. How'd those guys end up doing? What'd they do for their franchises? So this guy's got to be stopped. Tell you a guy, I wish we can bring him back in the hot tub time machine to stop him. Charles Woodson. And now we have Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Hall of Famer and Raiders icon Charles Woodson built his legend on the gridiron. Now he's taking the same dedication to his new craft, Spirit Lane. Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Woodson Bourbon Whiskey is not your average bourbon. It's unique that it's finished with the same wine barrels Charles makes his wine, which gives it a spicy caramel finish. Go to WoodsonWhiskey.com to find a store near you that carries it. If it wasn't your game day whiskey already, it is now Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. On my way in a half hour to M, we're giving away a couple of Grimaldi's gift cards. This, this segment coming up, if we get some callers that wow me, and they got to be local calls from Vegas, 702-365-9200. We'll be outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. And they gave it a facelift. I saw the photos. Wow. I host the home games with Eric Allen at the Torch on a big stage with the backdrop of the strip behind me. And tonight, a brand-new stage at M Resort Casino and Spa right outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. Take some time and drive out to M. Have a great time with us tonight on the pregame show. Yeah, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. He's, um, you know, versus the run and the pass. His leadership skills that he's always possessed are really showing up. Uh, the players are responding to him in critical times. Uh, you know, he has a sense of poise about him. He gets us lined up and ready to go. So, yeah, he's, um, you know, I think his banked experiences in the, in the uh, defense has been good. So all that combination, he's a, a very good player. I mean, he's blessed with some God-given talent, and he's utilizing it. So yeah, we're, we're very pleased with how, how far he's come along. That is Gus talking about Denzel Perryman, who comes from the Chargers and hopefully has a big game tonight. JT, back with you. We should never have an open phone line. It's embarrassing to Bobby, who works his ass off all day to build this show. So let's get going. we got about a half hour before I head to the M. 702-365-9200. couple of reminders for Monday Night Football. I'll be at M tonight working the game, but we want to tell you about our other partners, including Wahoo's Fish Taco. They have six locations. The one on Eastern is fantastic. $85,000 in free play. 
They have NFL Sunday ticket. They had a big party there this weekend. People love it. Wahoo's Fish Taco, great place to watch VGK, the Raiders, all sporting events. Head on out there. And also my new home for Monday Night Football, Doghouse Saloon. Monday Night Football at the Doghouse Inside Resorts World, the newest property on the Strip. There's not a bad seat in Doghouse to watch the game. Plus there's a sports book right in the middle of it to place your bets. Incredible food and drink, and it'll blow you away just to see how this is framed out and what it looks like. It is a beautiful establishment, Resorts World, and we're proud to be associated with Doghouse. So go check it out tonight. I'll be in there in two weeks with a whole bunch of prizes to give away, 702-365-9200. So we're waiting to see who's going to play tonight as this team has been in a little bit of trouble when it comes to some of the injuries that they have. And Richie Incognito, I don't know what I can say anymore about his his ability and when he's going to come back. If Richie can come back in the next few games, it would be great to see. Great to see. And with no Denzel Good, we're going to have to see Colton Miller play better. He's going to have to play more dominant. He's been he's been solid. You know, the pro football focus grades are right here in front of me. He's been solid. Uh, we we wondering about Leatherwood. He's going to have good games and bad games. And Andre James got to do a better job snapping the football and then getting out quickly and picking up some linebackers and blocking them. So this is an important game for those guys to step up big because this is a good pass rush. And the Raiders are ready, man, 3-0. and Their defense made big plays. They've had some important turnovers, and they're getting big stops on third down. They're going to need a few of those tonight. Chris in West Oakland, always ready to go. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well, my friend. Looking forward to tonight. And, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, in, at some point, they, they got to figure out Incognito's got to get on the field or they got to make a tough decision. But, and you're right, Andre James, um, you know, got to snap the ball better, got to do a better job blocking up the middle, especially on running plays. One thing I want to see tonight, JT, is a little quicker. Raiders have started slow. But I'll say this. A lot of it's been self-inflicted. That first Raven game, they went right down the field, got into the red zone, had a penalty, moved them back out of the red zone, and then didn't get it on fourth and one. Last week against the Dolphins, they moved right down the field into the red zone. Then there was a miscommunication between Carr and Foster Moreau that led to the pick six. So a lot of their slow starts self-inflicted. I think if they just get that taken care of, get a, get a couple of uh, scores on the board early, it's going to take a lot of pressure off of that defense. And what I, I hear all these callers, listen, we're 3-0, and Josh Jacobs hasn't played yet. I've never said Josh Jacobs sucks, but the Raiders are at their best when Carr's running the game from the line of scrimmage and they're throwing the football. Carr is the shiny new toy. He's Gruden's favorite toy, and Gruden leans on him way too much. What worries me tonight, and in a game where we might have to score 35 points to win, you don't score 35 points if your goal is ball control. Ball control doesn't put points on the board. The Chiefs have never finished higher than 28th in ball control, but look at the points they put on the board. So, big explosive plays is what we're going to need. We're going to need to put constant pressure on Herbert tonight, and we're going to need either a strip sack, a fumble or two, and maybe an interception or a pick six. The Raiders can easily lose this game, JT. Listen, the Chargers are a hell of a team. It's a road game. But they're not an elite team yet. What the Raiders can't do is what they've done over the past, go and lay an egg tonight. It's got to be a tough game. They've got to show up, which I have no doubt they will. And like I said, I want to see Carr throw the ball 
40 times tonight. If you're going to go against Justin Herbert, you match him throw for throw. You don't put handcuffs on him with a conservative game plan. And if you get a 10-point lead, Gruden, don't bury the ball in the middle of the line. Go for the kill shot. That's how you beat guys like Justin Herbert in this offense, not running the clock out because that would come back and bite you in the ass. That being said, JT, 31-30 with a late card of Waller touchdown inside the last minute. I'm calling it now. It could go either way. I just got a feeling they've got enough to get it done, and there's been a lot of hype around the Chargers that, frankly, they're not there yet. They're good. But, hey, this ain't the Patriots, the pass, or the Chiefs. They're a team on the climb, but in no way are they an elite, unbeatable team. I'm going with the silver and black tonight. Going to finish basketball practice, my friend. Then I got my chilled crown royal all ready for game time, and I'll give you and Eric Allen a call after the big W tonight. Thanks, my friend. Yes, I have a limit on my Modellos because I'm working the post game, but I'll have a couple of beverages and hopefully toast a couple of Raider touchdowns with the Raider Nation over at M. Are they a super elite team? No. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year. They got a loss already this year. They're not super elite. But a lot of the media believes the Chargers are ready to break out. That's the common thread with the Chargers, is that the media believes, and good media too, people that you know, have been doing this a long time, they believe that the Chargers are better than the Raiders, and they believe that they have more upside and they're about to break out. And that's what's been frustrating for me and Raider Nation and everybody else is that they've been anointed as a team better than the Raiders. So is Denver, right? How'd, how'd Denver look yesterday? Anybody? How'd Denver look as Baltimore embarrassed them and ran the ball to try to get over 100 yards, and Vic Fangio literally lost his mind after the game. So remember Denver? Everybody praising Denver. They played three teams with a combined record of 0-9 going into yesterday. They lost the game. Listen to head coach Vic Fangio. Yeah, I thought it was kind of bull, but I expected it from them. You know, I've 37 years in pro ball, I've never seen anything like that. So, but it was to be expected, and we expected it. Why did you expect it from them? Because I just know how they operate. You know, they that's just their, uh, you know, mode of operation there. Player safety is secondary. Is that something anybody even really talked about that they had 42 straight or whatever the number was every yard game? Uh, we didn't talk about it during the week, but I'm sure the players were aware of it. You guys made them well aware of it. Wow. Vic Fangio lighting up John Harbaugh for running the ball for a record and try to keep that 100-yard streak alive, and they did. Instead of taking a knee, they ran the ball. And you notice today you don't hear the love fest on the Broncos. They played a good team. They played a good team that the Raiders beat. They got crushed by them. And at least today you don't see the love fest. But if the Chargers win tonight... It'll be hot tomorrow in L.A. They'll pay their way onto all the national shows. The national radio host out there will start telling them how great they are. And look, if the Chargers win this game tonight, they're going to do it in front of Raider Nation. So that will make it even bigger for them as an organization. This is, you know, put the sword in the sand type game for the Chargers. If the Chargers can't protect their own house and the Raiders are going to overrun it with 80% fans and they lose... That's not going to help them sell tickets in Los Angeles. Dean Spanos despises the Raiders and wants to beat them. Mark Davis wants to win every game, every play, every quarter. This is a big game in the rivalry. It's the Battle of L.A. and the Raiders own L.A. They have more fans than the Rams and Chargers. I mean, the Chargers have no fans. 
They're buying their, they're trying to buy fans to fill seats. And Raider fans are buying the tickets. It's kind of amazing. James in Arizona. Thanks for calling, James. What do you got? You're welcome. Uh, thanks for everything, JT. Um, I think it's going to be defense. The defensive line is going to be the reason why. I've seen Justin Herbert is amazing. I've seen him. I called it when he was playing at Oregon. He's a great mm-hmm. quarterback. But when you have constant pressure on the guy, he folds. He always throws. He always makes a turnover. And uh, I see our defensive line. It's the number one pressure uh, in uh, all, all football. And I believe it's mm-hmm. going to be a Yannick game. I think, to be honest, I think Yannick is going to have a big game. And I, uh, especially, uh, I do see Max Crosby. I see the whole line, uh, defensive line feasting. That's what I see personally. And mm-hmm. sticky coverage. They've been playing sticky coverage uh, uh, the past three, yeah. three games. And, and rushing covers go, go hand in hand. And all I see is look back. I know he's two years in, in the NFL, but still. I've seen the guy in college. The guy throws picks like crazy when he has pressure in his face and he's constantly getting hit. And that's exactly what the Raiders need to do. And offensively, it needs to be balanced. It just does. You can still be explosive on, on throwing the ball and being balanced. They're the worst rushing defense. The only way to also keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands is rushing the damn ball. And they have two capable running backs in uh, if Jacobs can play, they don't really need him. If they don't really have to, they, they have a capable running back in, in Peyton Barber. And if Ken and Drake can just, I don't know what's going on. He's usually really good in between the, uh, the running uh, between mm-hmm. the tackles. And also at the same time to also uh, get the pressure off when the offensive line is not really, you have Ken and Drake to do a, a jet yeah, screen out of the side. Like they're capable, very capable of doing that. And Derek has done that through his whole career. I just, I, I personally believe the Raiders are, completely this is a far superior team but we just gotta wait and see uh, and play the game but i, I truly yeah. believe this raiders defense is gonna manhandle justin herbert and that, defense, that offensive line thanks um, for the call appreciate it i don't think the raiders are a far superior team than the chiefs or the chargers i don't i think they're evenly matched and they're gonna have to win these games in the fourth quarter with daniel carlson field goals and strip sacks and the caller just mentioned yannick Ngakwe. yannick Ngakwe in three games has two solo tackles, four assists, six total tackles. Six total for Ngakwe, no sacks. None. And this is a guy that, that came in here and said he was born to be a Raider. Well, let's go. Carl Nassib has played in three games, has five solo tackles, three assists, eight total tackles, one and a half sacks. So we're getting more out of Carl Nassib then we are Yannick Ngakwe. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not breaking down every play here to see. Look, Solomon Thomas has two and a half sacks. Okay, he's played well so far. Yannick Ngakwe's got to show up tonight. This is what he got paid to do in free agency, to go into L.A. with 80% Raider fans and come out of there with a one and a half sacks. Got to do it. He's paid to do that. He's paid to do that. He's got to do that in this game. And I know he hasn't been 100%, but hopefully getting healthier. Uh, 702-365-9200. We're trying to give away these local Grimaldi gift cards. Everybody's calling from outside the market. Thank God I saw that coming a year and a half ago when the station started. Thank God we're streaming all over the globe on that Raiders mobile app. Daniel in Northern California. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, JT. Thanks for taking my call. Listen, I want to do it like Richie Valens. You know, La Bamba. Let's throw it all over the field. That's how we got here. 3-0, make it 4-0. 
But Gruden's going to look at what well, well, Gruden. Hold on, Gruden's looking at the Chargers giving up 170. Gruden's got it up on a thumbtack. In the shower. He's got it at the office. He knows that the Chargers can't stop the run. Gruden loves to run the ball. Of course, of course. Jacob's not going to be a game-time decision, or he might play, he might not. But listen, Mm -hmm. we got Ruggs, we got Waller, we got Renfro, you know. Yeah. Make it happen. Let's throw it. Throw it over the top, just like Al Davis wants to do it. Throw it deep, and let's get some touchdowns. Yeah, I would secondary. I want the defense players to come through. You know, Abrams, I'm looking for. Merrick, I want those guys to come through. Crosby, Thank you. Make some Appreciate passes. It. Thank you. Make it Thank you. We can't, right, let, we can't name the whole roster. Appreciate your calling. Thank you. Really appreciate you listening to Northern California. I used to have a radio show up there a long time. We did real well. And then they threw me under the bus because the Raiders moved to Vegas. And they said goodbye. You did great, but, you know. Goodbye, because they're moving. Must be your fault. No, it wasn't. I'm just doing a radio show. Do five hours a day without a co-host. I'll do it anywhere. I do. I'm doing it in my house right now, in my office. I'll do it in. I'll do it in. I'll do it on. What was it? What was that on Howard Street? Where was I in the Bay Area? Second and Howard. Did it there for years. I do it at Lotus Broadcasting here on Flamingo. Do it anywhere. L.A. for 17 years total at Fox. Man, Bay Area was mean to me, man. They thought I was Brian Sandoval. They thought I was Mr. Adelson, and I moved the Raiders to Vegas. No, I just happened to live here the whole time, and most people didn't know. Now they're here, and I salute the Raider Nation every day from noon to 2 on the flagship. We're having a hard time with this one, honestly, because they have a new staff. You know, you end up watching more Ram tape than you do Charger tape. You end up watching New Orleans Saints tape to see where the origins of some of these plays are coming from. So it'll be a challenge for us. They're a mystery. They're a very talented, well-coached team. But it'll be a mystery. It'll be a tough game for us. Yeah, that's the way John Gruden prepares for games, everybody. He'll go back and he'll go for one play that a coach who used to work at another team designed a play that he remembers. They'll go back and look at that play and then what plays come off of that look. I mean, there is not a rock that isn't unturned when it comes to the Raiders and this coaching staff. That's another big topic we'll get to here in the final few minutes of the show is the coaching advantage that I hope Coach Gruden has in the next six days over Staley and what we're going to see with Matt Nagy coming in. And how about the way Justin Fields played? He played well. He played better. He, he had three great throws in that game that one of the Bears analysts broke down every throw, and we're going to have him on Thursday to go over that. So there's two games. we got a busy week. There's a really busy week, what's happening here. So tonight we're at M for the pre- and post-game show. We're there all night. From 3 o'clock, we'll be there till 11 o'clock tonight. Please come by. Thursday, I'm out at the Shriners. I'll be hosting this show from noon to 2 from TPC Summerlin for PGA Golf at the Shriners. Great event, great charity. Proud to be a part of that again. Friday I'm off because I'm with Simon Keith, the first professional athlete to ever have a heart transplant. And Simon's huge in this town. If you live in Vegas, you know who Simon Keith is and the impact of his event. I'm emceeing the golf tournament, and that is coming up on Friday. Then Saturday, 
I'll be ringside for the heavyweight championship of the world. And we'll have a lot of boxing later on this week. Kevin Ioli confirmed to join us. We're trying to get one of the boxers on. That is Saturday night. That is Saturday night. So we're excited about that. So busy week, one of my busiest weeks of the year. And then the Raiders on Sunday. Sean in Vegas. Sean, go ahead. Thanks for waiting. Hey, JC. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Herbert's got to feel real uncomfortable tonight. I know he's poised and he's a great quarterback, but he's got to look up at the sky at least two to three times tonight. That pass rush has to hit home. Sprinkled in the linebackers, got to try to strip. We need two to three crucial turnovers, I believe, too. The linebackers, whether it be strip the ball from a runner or our secondary picking them, picking them off a couple, we need mm-hmm. two or three turnovers. And then on offense, I think that we just got to hit them with the run, hit them with, make them feel like they know what we're going to do, and then peel open the top with rugs. I want to see more of Zay Jones tonight. And I, yeah, think I want to I, see more of Waller. I want to see more of Waller tonight. More of Waller, but I think, I, I think they're going to do it, and I think it's going to be a close game, but I think we're going to come out with the win. But I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like 28, 25, 21, something like that. Thanks for the call. We'll put you on hold, and we have a $50 Grimaldi's cold brick oven pizzeria $50 gift card I go to the one in Boca Park you'll find me at Boca Park all the time best pizza I've ever had all these locations in the valley here Boca Park Fashion Village and you can find the other ones nearest to you go to GrimaldisPizzeria.com that's GrimaldisPizzeria.com they've been with me a long time here love sending people to Grimaldi's appreciate all that support Uh, let's get out to Kendall in Florida Kendall, thanks for waiting. Appreciate you calling on the Raiders mobile app. Thank you, JT. Uh, appreciate everything you do for us all over the nation. Uh, everybody knows you're must deep. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things mm-hmm. um, in regards to – I heard another caller saying, you know, our team's superior, this, that. Of course, we go in every year believing that. Um, I truly believe that we have matchups that we could take advantage of, and just like every week we have to. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I know we have, and I heard you just say it while I was on hold, is the coaching advantage. Uh, Gruden and all the staff um, is definitely superior, in my opinion, uh, to the coaching staff over in, in L.A. And uh, if we out-coach and, you know, give part of the ball the last possession, we know the game is ours. And uh, that's just all I wanted to touch on. So I appreciate you, and I'll go ahead and listen to the rest. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot of good things have to happen, but that's the same thing. This game reminds me a lot of the Baltimore game. Baltimore came in the favorite, and they were the favorite and they ran the ball, and they had a lot of good – they have an MVP in Lamar Jackson and a team built on a culture of defense with Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator, and the Raiders had their hands full. It took them overtime to win, and they did it. Last year, they split with the Chargers. They won on the last play of a game. The Isaiah Johnson knocked down in the corner of the end zone, which was one of the biggest plays of the year for the Raiders, and the Raiders didn't make the playoffs. And then the uh, the first and goal at the four with Mariota, to me – to me, was the toughest loss of the year was the Charger loss when the Raiders settled for a field goal instead of being able to get Mariota in there and then Herbert went the length of the field and ran it in to win the game. That hurt. So there's a little bit of payback since that last game. Uh, We're brought to you by Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence. Remy Martin has the back bar at the beautiful Raiders Tavern and Grill. I will be there in about an hour. I hope to see a lot of fans out there at M Resort Casino and Spa. They do a lot for us. We're debuting a new stage tonight. Uh, If you're here in Vegas, turn the car towards Henderson and come to M Resort Casino and Spa. Eric Eric Allen and myself 
We lead the pregame off at 3.15. Thanks to Q, who's taking over right now. He'll do a great show. You guys have a good day, man. That's it.